0: Hello and welcome to the Sermon Podcast series brought to you by Nokomis United Church and Knox United Church in Lanigan. This week we celebrated the third Sunday in Advent, the Sunday of Joy. We heard the song of joy that Mary sings, of how God will lift the oppressed up to the high places and fill the hungry with good things, as she prepared herself and as we prepare ourselves for the coming of Jesus, which is good news for the poor, the hungry, the excluded, and the oppressed. Grace and peace be with you. Let us pray. God, you put a new song in my mouth, a song of joy. And as we hear the song of Mary, our sister, may our hearts be transformed with joy. May our hearts leap with joy in the promise of what you are doing in our midst, trusting that you will finish what has been promised. Amen. So we are celebrating this Sunday of joy and continuing our series on songs in the Bible uh, as we turn to Mary's song, called uh, often the Magnificat from the opening words when translated into Latin. This song is a song that Mary sings in response with such great joy at what God is doing in her midst and in, as a witness to what God is doing to Elizabeth, her relative. But our story begins a little earlier uh, when the angel Gabriel is sent out by God to a small village called Nazareth. Now, Nazareth isn't uh, very big at this time. There is at most maybe uh, two or 300 people living in the village. And this is where God sends the angel Gabriel to. Not to, to Jerusalem, the capital, or not even to Rome, the center of the empire, but to a small rural village called Nazareth. And God doesn't send Gabriel to a powerful woman or to a rich woman. God sends Gabriel to a young, poor woman living in this small village. And she is, we are told, a young woman, unmarried and a virgin, and she is promised to a man named Joseph. And Joseph, we're said, is of the house of David. David was the second king of Israel, lifted up by God to rule over the people with peace and justice. Uh, but David's line was ended when the people were conquered, and so ever since then they have yearned for the coming of a king from the line of David once more, a ruler to once again rule with peace and justice. This is their hope. And over the years they've been conquered by many different empires, by the Babylonians and the Assyrians and the Persians and the Greeks and the Romans. Uh, But even still, they continue to hope, to trust that God will bring and lift up from the house of David a king. And this is why this small line is put in here, that we know that what house Joseph comes from. And then we're told finally that the young woman's name was Mary. And the angel goes to her and greets her and says, greetings to you who are full of grace, the Lord is with you. Then we're told Mary's response. Mary was confused by these words and considered what they might mean. I enjoy this response because Uh, if an angel of the Lord greeted me and said, greetings to you, the Lord is with you, I think that my response would also be confusion. Uh, And it's important to remember, we're told that Mary is a young woman, uh, promised to a man but not yet married, and a virgin. And um, in in Mary's time and in her culture, uh, women would normally uh, be married when they would be uh, the ages of uh, 13 to 16 or so. Uh, And so for Mary to be unmarried uh, means that she would probably be on the younger end of that, maybe 12, 13, or 14. So a young woman of her time and in our time, we would think of Mary as just being a child. Uh, And so here she is, you know, this 12 or 13-year-old girl. And the angel Gabriel appears and says, greetings to you, full of grace, the Lord is with you. No wonder Mary was confused. Uh, So I enjoy that she responds in this very human way. Um, But then the angel continues to explain do not be afraid, Mary, for you have been shown favor by God. You will become pregnant, become the mother to a son. Call him by the name of Jesus. Jesus will be great, the son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David, your ancestor. He'll reign over the house of Jacob and Leah and Rachel for all ages, and his reign will never end. And then Mary, being an intelligent and practical young woman, says, how could this be? For I have never been with a man. Uh, And again, here I enjoy her response uh, that she uh, is curious how that this could possibly be that she is a virgin and is to be pregnant. And so then the angel continues explaining, the Holy Spirit will surround you, the power of the Most High will come before you, and so your child will be holy, the Son of God. And then to continue to demonstrate this, uh, the angel says, Elizabeth, your relative is pregnant, even though some people said that she would never have a child. She is now in the sixth month of her pregnancy for nothing is impossible with God. Now, something about this counter now seems to make sense to Mary. And so she hears what God is offering and she says, yes. She says, see before you, I'm a servant of the Lord. May it be so as you have declared. And then the angel left. Mary is invited by God to participate in something strange, something miraculous, that God is promising to work miracles in Mary's life. And Mary is given a choice. Will she go along with God on this adventure as scary and confusing as it might be? Or will she turn away and accept that uh, her life is the way that it is to be? And she decides to accept God's choice with all the risk and scariness and confusion that goes along with it, but to invite God into her life uh, for her sake and for the sake of the world. And so then we're told that she goes up and moves quickly to the hill country, to a town in Judah, And she went to the house of Elizabeth, her cousin. And then you can imagine her knocking on the door and yelling, hello, Elizabeth, it's Mary. And as soon as she yells out, the baby growing within Elizabeth leaps with joy. Now this baby is John the Baptist. Uh, If Mary and Elizabeth are relatives, then John and Jesus are relatives. And so the baby John the Baptist uh, leaps with joy just at the sound of Mary's voice. And then we're told that Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit and declares boldly with a great voice, Blessed are you amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why is it that the mother of the Lord has come to me? For no sooner had you greeted me than the child within me leapt with joy. Blessed is the woman who trusts that the Lord will finish what has been promised. Elizabeth is filled with Holy Spirit and given these words of prophecy that she Uh, recognizes who Mary is and what God is doing uh, in Mary and through Mary, that Mary has been blessed by God. And blessed is the fruit of the womb of the baby that is growing within Mary. And then she says, how is it that the mother of the Lord has come to me? Mary hasn't explained anything. Elizabeth has been greeted by no angels, but by the power of the Holy Spirit working within her and by the miracle working within Elizabeth. She knows what's happening, that something amazing has happened, and that the baby that Mary will give birth to is the Lord. And so Mary here is described the mother of the Lord. And then Elizabeth says, blessed is the woman who trusts that the Lord will finish what has been promised. She speaks so highly of Mary. Gifted by the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth the prophet speaks these words of hope, these words of joy, these words of prophecy in describing Mary and witnessing to what God is doing uh, in Mary for the sake of the world. And then Mary responds and declares the song, the Magnificat, that uh, we heard, this powerful song of what God is doing, this song of joy. It opens with Mary saying, my soul declares the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit proclaims God my Savior it opens with such joy if you remember last week we heard the song of hannah and hannah opened saying my heart delights in the lord and mary opens her song my soul declares the greatness of the lord now hannah we told uh was an old woman who had not had any children and who found herself by a miracle of god to be pregnant And she then sang a song about how God was going to turn the world upside down. God was going to lift up the poor and give them the seats of honor amongst the princes. And in the same way, Mary then, having seen a miracle of how she has become pregnant, seen the miracle of how Elizabeth has become pregnant, remembers Hannah, their ancestor, and remembers what God did in and for Hannah for the sake of the world. And so in her song, she deliberately and intentionally echoes the song of Hannah, lifting up this ancient theme of what God has done uh, in and through these powerful women throughout the ages, and that God is doing through Elizabeth and through Mary in Mary's time. And so then she describes what God has done, that God has looked upon the oppression of God's servant, and now all generations will declare Mary blessed, just as we do in our time. For the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is God's name. God's mercy is for all who fear God from generation to generation. You have shown your might with your arm. You have scattered the proud in their conceits. You have thrown down the mighty from their thrones and lifted up the oppressed to the high places. You have filled the hungry with all that is good and you have sent the rich away empty. You have come to the assistance of Israel, your servant. Mary is witnessing to what is happening in her life for the sake of the world now we need to remember the kind of time and place that she lives in i told that she grew up uh, in a poor village and she is a young unmarried uh, poor woman and so the scandal that she will uh, encounter by becoming pregnant uh, before she's married to joseph we're told in other parts of the gospels how joseph wanted to abandon her uh, but God had to intervene in Joseph's life so that, God, so that Joseph would continue uh, to be by Mary's side. She takes on such risk, such danger in society by choosing to be pregnant before she is married. And she is, as I said earlier, uh, a member of a conquered nation that Rome rules the lives of her and her people. There are Roman soldiers who walk through their streets That the wealth that they produce has to pay heavy Roman taxes to support the uh, ongoing conquest that Rome is sweeping through the rest of the world. That people work long and hard and don't get to see uh, the fruit of their labor because it goes to benefit the people who've conquered them. They have to obey Roman laws. Uh, There are Roman rules that govern their lives. They are not free. They are not at peace. And so they yearn for what God has promised to lift up a ruler from the line of David to rule with peace and justice not the harsh punishing rule of Rome but the rule of uh, God's anointed one gifted to them for the sake of the world and this is what Mary holds in her heart and why her powerful song uh, this song of rebellion this song of freedom that she sings about how God is going to bring God's justice to scatter the proud, throw down the mighty, uh, and to send the rich away hungry, and instead to lift the oppressed up to the high places, to fill the hungry with all that is good, to come to the assistance of Israel, God's servant. This is what, just like the Song of Hannah, uh, we see here this reversal, that God will scatter the proud, topple the mighty, Uh, send the rich away hungry, and instead God will fill uh, the hungry with good things. God will lift the oppressed up to the high places. God will come to the assistance of God's servant Israel. And then finally, Mary closes her song with a promise, a trusting, just as the song of Zechariah, just as the song of Hannah, so too Mary's song closes, trusting the promise that God made to God's, to our ancestors, to grandmother Sarah and grandfather Abraham and their descendants for all ages. Mary knows that what's happening in her midst, the miracle that God is working in her life and in Elizabeth's life for the sake of the world, that this is what God has promised to do all along, that the Lord will finish what God has promised. And so Mary trusts. Mary trusts that God is a God who is at work in our midst in ways that are strange and unexpected, but that God works miracles in her life and in our lives for the sake of the world. And so when we hear these words, these ancient words of prophecy gifted by God through the Holy Spirit to Elizabeth, the prophet, and to Mary, our sister, I hope that our hearts will leap for joy just as John leapt with joy that when we hear these words and we hear what God is doing, God is doing then and what God has promised to do uh, for the whole world in the fullness of time, that our hearts might too leap for joy, that we trust in a God who is at work in our lives in strange and unexpected ways, but a God just as God who worked miracles in the lives of Elizabeth and Mary, so too God is at work in our lives, working miracles in our time for the sake of the world. And so each time we hear the song of Mary, Each time we bring to mind the powerful things she did with God for us, that we might be filled with joy, that we might leap with joy, and that we might trust that God will finish what God has promised. Amen. And thanks be to God.